Hello and welcome to another episode of RT Plus and what is the next episode in our UK IFPR series and today I'm delighted to be joined by Victoria Pridmore and we're going to be talking about the new regime around committees uh, as articulated in the IFPR regime. First of all, hello Victoria. Hi Aaron, how are you doing? Very well, thank you, very well. So if we just dive in with our first question, Victoria. So the IFPR introduces new requirements in respect of governance. Exactly what areas are these targeting? So there are a number of different aspects which firms need to consider under IFPR in respect of governance. Um, the first of these are the general governance requirements that are going to be imposed on all MIFID-proof firms, so regardless of SNI, non-SNI categorization. I would say these are quite similar to the ones already set out by the FCA and CISC, but include the requirements to have clear organisational structures, processes to identify risk, and adequate internal control mechanisms. This is all set as against the principle of proportionality. So firms will need to take a minute to consider what is appropriate given the size, scale and nature of their business. And in particular, when considering that proportionality element, the firm has to consider a number of aspects, including application of the remuneration code, legal structure of the firm, the group arrangements and the permissions of the firm and the business model. So there's quite a lot for firms to consider when considering how they meet those requirements. Separately, there is the explicit requirement for the management body to maintain overall responsibility for risk management and commit sufficient time to the consideration of risks. This includes making sure that there's adequate reporting lines to make sure that that management body is receiving sufficient information, sufficient management information to maintain that oversight over all material risks and obtain the information about what those material risks really are. Then on top of that, for non-SNI firms, there are some very explicit committee requirements, which are largely a duplication of those areas where CRD targeted firms in respect of governance. But in particular, three areas are an explicit requirement for a nomination committee, an explicit requirement for remuneration committee, and an explicit requirement for risk committee. Now, this is important given that firms that are non-SNI firms this is important given that firms that are non-SNI firms may not have been historically subject to those requirements under CRD. So as part of the IFPR projects, we're seeing firms having to consider their existing governance structures and how they implement these new committees into those governance structures of the firm. See, that's, uh, that's very interesting. Um, so if we talk about the committees themselves, I mean, what requirements is IFPR prescribing in respect of the composition of those committees? <laughs> So, yeah, it's an interesting development as against CRD. And in particular, IFPR is setting out that there is a prescriptive requirement that firms must ensure that at least 50% of the uh, members of the committees are non-executive directors. And that the chair of the committees are also required to be non-executive directors. Now, that's a particularly challenging aspect for firms that haven't historically had a large volume of non-executive directors, or are having to consider how they uh, get their non-executive directors to spend sufficient time on these new committees. Mm. So there's some tricky dynamics in terms of both that identification of appropriate non-executive directors, as well as the sufficient time aspect. And what we're seeing firms having to do is consider how they can uh, integrate these structures into the groups, for instance, by bringing group non-executive directors and then how the reporting lines around those individuals work. Right. But wouldn't just um, establishing committees at the group level sort of solve that problem? Or? 
Ah, so not necessarily. So in order to do that, the firm has to apply to the FCA to modify the requirements to be able to establish the committees at group level. That's except for the remuneration committee, which can be potentially established at group level. But the, in respect to the remuneration committee, the firm will be deemed to establish to meet the requirement of having a remuneration committee if the UK parent entity has established a remuneration committee. However, in the case of entities that have third country parents, uh, then the group committee will not meet those requirements and one will have to be established at firm level. So again, it's providing some interesting challenges for firms is how to make those committees interact with one another, particularly in those broader group contexts and working out how such committees have those interrelationships with one another. I see. Um, now, in the case of the risk committee, what are they actually responsible for, given that the management body has to actually maintain oversight of risks? So, yeah, it's a really interesting question because that split of responsibilities is proving another area of challenge for firms. So in particular, the handbook sets out guidance in respect of what the risk committee should be responsible for. And it emphasizes the role as an advisory body to the management body, as well as providing a bit more of an immediate check and challenge of the risk management function. So it's sort of looking in two directions, one back down to the risk management function and providing that element of oversight, but also as an advisory body to the management body. So you can see through that and through the guidance that the FCA has produced, they're really trying to emphasize appropriate oversight in the risk management process, which as against the aims of IFPR and in particular the ICARA process, which I know we're talking about separately, you can really see that what the FCA is ultimately aiming for is to make sure that the risks of the firm are appropriately overseen and managed. Sure. Well, thank you very much, Victoria. I mean, there's an awful lot there uh, for firms to uh, chew on, uh, particularly if you're a non-SI firm. Uh, so thank you for your time, Victoria. We'll catch you soon. Thank you very much.